another production from Solid Gold Podcasts. And warm southern greetings to the warm northern girl. Yes, Jenny Baxter from sapeople.com sitting in Antib. How are you doing today? I'm really well, thanks, Mel. And how are you? Uh, well, a lot happier. I mean, at the moment, it's, it's been a beautifully warm morning at this time of speaking, which is, you know, we feel that spring is coming. Not the buds yet, but I think roses are pushing out some already. So I'm like getting a bit excited. But then somebody said that we're probably going to have like a, a cold snap again starting on the weekend. Yeah, I think it's pulling in tomorrow into the Western Cape, intense cold front. Did you see the snow, the hoax video? that it announced that there's going to be snowfall in Johannesburg. And, I heard um, that. <laughs> I saw the video. So many people sent it to us, and it was really quite believable, except it wasn't. And, <laughs> and the South African Weather Service actually made a video, went live on Facebook to tell everybody that it's just a hoax. And remember last week you were asking what were the dates of, of the previous snow in Joburg? And I've got the, the dates for you. It was the 7th of August, uh, 2012. Is that right? Yes. And the 11th of September... 1981. 1981, yes. But then it also snowed in, in July five years ago because I put some pictures up. My girls were in, in standard five, which is grade seven. And I've got pictures of them in the back garden in the snow as well, which was quite fun. So it did snow in Johannesburg five years ago. Well, maybe it might, you know, it happens. It happens but it's not One happening would never have thought, weekend. but it does happen. But it will snow in oh, South Africa, in the, in the high-lying high areas, in the mountains. Mm-hmm. Yes. And those Capetonians will just be leaving the fridge doors open again. All right, right. What stories have you got for us this week? Well, the week? thing that I've been the most excited about was something I also mentioned last week where I was hoping that Duolingo was going to announce Zulu and Koza as their mm-hmm. new languages for their app. Their app has half a billion downloads. So it really is widely used. And they confirmed on Friday in the most brilliant interview with Trevor Noah. Really, it's on our website. I strongly encourage everybody to watch it because it really just, you know, Trevor's not only funny, but he also makes you realize why it's so important to learn other languages. And so they are doing Zulu Nkosa so the rest of the world can learn it. But most importantly, so many people back home can learn it, you know. And, mm. and Trevor himself was saying that, you know, he's never become fluent in Kosa, even though it was his mother's language. So he's going to be learning that and he's going to be brushing up on his Zulu. He also mentioned, you know, he spoke just about languages and all the problems we have and whatever. And he has really funny. He said how when he was in the Netherlands, uh, he tried to speak Afrikaans to see if people could understand him. And, and, they, and they said, yes, they could, but he sounded like a drunk child trying to yes, speak Yes, that's exactly Dutch. what they said to me. They said, you sound like a little children when you try and speak Afrikaans to them. <laughs> it's weird how they, say, they always say you sound like a child when you try and speak you know, Afrikaans to them. Yeah. But um, you know, as I'm sure a lot of people are going to have a bit of a, an issue with the clicks, the well, that's so because there's they, five different clicks. Exactly. So, so you know what they said? They've teamed up. So Duolingo has actually teamed up with Trevor Noah's foundation, which is mm. linked to an organization called Niali Bali. And mm. they, they already have like reading material. And they are going to help Duolingo create a brand new template. So this is going to take longer than any other languages. It'll only be released in early 2022. And it's because of the click sounds. And, and Zulu also has some similar similarities. So the, yeah. the same template will be used for both languages. 
All right, so here's your sentence for the day, okay? Nikulume si Zulu Gangani angekwase ogoktokta, which means I speak Zulu a little bit, but not conversationally. It's <laughs> one of the first excellent. things I learned. <laughs> uh, all I can say is angas, which I think means I don't angas. know. <laughs> yeah. No, I can say a lot of words, but just words in a line. Not and you look at people and go, Utini? <laughs> what are you saying? All right. So also, I mean, the, uh, the Boca, of course, are doing their fantastic thing. And there's been all these things that are happening around rugby in the country. My goodness. And, you know, we, our blood is green. So we need to really find a, do not mess with our rugby boys. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and did you see that now the rugby champs is going to be totally finished in Queensland? I think South Africa kindly offered to host it because of all the problems in New Zealand and other mm. parts of Australia, like New South Wales, where they've had lockdowns, so they weren't able to continue with the things. But this is fantastic news for so many South Africans who live on the Gold Coast um, mm. and Townsville because they were never going to be playing rugby there, whereas now they are. So it's Brisbane, uh, Townsville, and, and the Gold Coast. They start, I think they... Uh, the Springboks leave on Thursday, two-week quarantine, and then the match against Australia is 12th of September. So for all the expats on the Gold Coast, please go. And for all the journalists in South Africa, just a tip, it's called, when you refer to it, it's on the Gold Coast. It's like a cringe every time I see them write in the Gold Coast. It's not that. It's mm. on the Gold Coast. On the Gold Coast. Yeah. Yes, no, absolutely. It's like you wouldn't say in the hibiscus coast. You say on the on or on the dolphin coast. Yeah. Yeah, but then I was thinking <sighs> to be fair to them, when you talk about Berea in South Africa, in Durban you say on the Berea because that's what a mm. Berea is on the Berea, um, whereas in Joburg you say in Berea. So. Yeah, no. Well, no, it's it's just English, Jenny. I mean, if you're going to speak English, do it correctly. That's all I have to say. Now, what, what, what is yeah, this that man. you had about a shooting? I didn't know about a shooting star. What shooting star? Oh, my goodness. It kept Except me awake me, of course, night. when I have my gun. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, oh, everybody was talking about it on Twitter, Facebook last night, and there were videos and photographs, so, so a lot of people saw it. It kind of looked like shooting stars, and in fact, one of the astronomers in South Africa said it probably was a shooting star. However, some other people, other experts from America, etc., said that it looked more like it was um, debris, you know, space debris, mm -hmm. Perhaps one of Elon Musk's, you know, previous things. You know, it's 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 re-entry. It's and 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 there mm. was one that was meant to re-enter yesterday, but this was about an hour earlier. But they they worked out how this could have happened. It could have, blah blah blah. Anyway, it was probably space debris, but nobody's one hundred percent sure. But it was, okay. it was it was it looked great. I mean, it was quite spectacular. I'm sorry you didn't. Okay. See no, well, I was. Um... Uh, tucked up. <laughs> uh, I've been watching all of these wonderful things on on Netflix and Showmax and everything. So I'm I'm upping my Italian, French, and Finnish <laughs> oh, <isn't laughs> because I'm watching all of these yeah. these wonderful programs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that, um, I, I really do think though that some of them, if they're dubbing the programs, we really really need to get hold of Netflix and say, can we please do it for you? These people that are doing it sound like they're just there under like pressure to do these things yeah. instead of actually wanting to. Yeah. It's like if you ever watch Friends, Friends in French, oh, the voices are just so different. I don't know how anybody found it funny. But, <laughs> so <that's laughs> and I started watching Nine Perfect Strangers. Have you read that mm -hmm. book, Leanne Moriarty? Mm -mm. 
Oh, it's you know the person who did Big Little Lies. It's the same writer. Yes. And so it's Nicole Kidman again, and we got sucked in. And then four episodes in, it's like, oh no, you now have to wait till next week for the next episode. And so you're lucky in South Africa because you get things a little later than us, but you don't have to wait. You can binge. But Jennifer, yes. let's be honest about this. This is how things used to be in the past. Okay, before we could binge watch things. And okay, this is so progress. Let- What's the point Patience. of progress? <gasps> Patience is a virtue. You know what? We have so, <laughs> so much they say. going on now that you wait a week and you forget who the characters are and who did what. Well, we just have to get our brains back into that way of thinking. Remember, we used to wait for Dallas to come on. Oh, every mm. Tuesday night. And the restaurants and the nights were we used to. And then we used to wait for a treasure hunt on a Sunday night. Oh, yeah, yeah, these things happen. Yep. <laughs> well, talking about treasure hunts, one of my, my uh, somebody I follow and I find absolutely fascinating, and I have spoken to him a few times, um, is Lewis Pugh, who's doing another one of his completely mad, ice cold, freezing swims in wearing just his, his budgie smuggler. <laughs> I mean, the man is a complete <laughs> lunatic. I have to be honest with you. I mean, I absolutely adore him. I love what he does. But I mean, his latest, what is he doing now? Um, He's in great. Greenland and it starts today and it's incredible. Oh, yeah. I mean, the temperature while he's been training, it's been like minus, uh, it's been one degree. Um, yeah. But and they were expecting four degrees and now it's at two. Uh, they, they say the average will be two, but it's still. He said he said every stroke feels like a lifetime, like it's that hard. And he said the cold stays in your bones forever. <laughs> you don't, it's no hot shower that you get over it. But he's, he's really doing a good thing. He's swimming across this fjord where a lot of icebergs are made mm-hmm. to raise awareness about climate change. And basically 60 years ago, he could not have done this swim because it used to be frozen the whole time. But now mm. in summer, it, it melts, you know, and it shouldn't be apparently. So he's raising a lot of awareness there. You know, he's the UN ambassador. I mean, he's just yeah. someone to be really proud of. And I know he's not only South African. He's also British, but whoop, whoop. No, I think he's, <laughs> he's mad, but he's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And um, what else has been happening there in the, the news for expats? Well, people in New York can look forward to Coco Safar. Have you ever been there? It's. It's, a, it's like a patisserie, luxury coffee shop in Cape Town, sort of the Rolls Royce of coffee shops. I think Forbes or somebody even featured it for having one of the best croissants in the world. Um, mm. So That must have amused the French no end. <laughs> and and um, the French are a lot nicer than we think. And, and so they are heading to New York and they're actually heading to Union Square, which is pretty iconic, just off uh, Fifth Avenue. They'll be there early 2022. So it's really exciting. Um, mm. And then they hope to open a few more branches in New York. So they're really going places. And, I mean, that's just divine for South Africans in New York that they'll have yeah. another local place. Sticking with food. What about Nando's? Well, how, how do they run out of piri-piri chicken in the UK? What I mean, for goodness sake. I know. What and happened nobody, there? Nobody knows the full story because everybody accuses everybody of hiding stuff. But, but it was two things. Basically, in the UK, you get pinged if you've been in close contact with somebody who had COVID. And mm-hmm. um, 
and as soon as you're pinged, you have to isolate, or you used to have to. So, so there were, you know, a lot of the Nando staff were isolating. On top of that, because of Brexit, like over a hundred thousand truck drivers went back to mm. various countries in Europe, and so basically the trucks were not getting to to Nando's to deliver the chicken, and it was between fifty and seventy-five outlets last week. I had to close down because they had no chicken. And then on, on Saturday, Nando's announced in like a little poem that they, they had their peri-peri chicken back. But um, mm-hmm. I've still seen complaints almost every day from people going to branches saying, just been to Nando's, there's no chicken. So they, they don't seem to be 100% back yet. But it's interesting because we were to, I was talking about it with my friend as we were walking down the Spreit this morning, the Bromfontein Spreit. And she was saying that, um, I mean, her sister lives in London now, and they're saying there's so much stuff that they can't get and how short-sighted the entire Brexit thing was because now all of a sudden they're starting to think, hang on a second, why can't we get this? Why can't we get that? Yeah. And this is one of the very real kind of outcomes of, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know the other thing that I love is I love that in England they think that Nando's is like as British as Bangers and Mash. It's from the south of Johannesburg, man, down where the La Pararinha is, in the the south near Robertsham and places like that. What is that, Rosettenville? Isn't that where Nando's, the the whole Portuguese chicken thing started down in that area? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, these English, they think it's ours. Don't try and take our stuff away from us, man. <laughs> okay. What other news have you got from expats? Oh, important. If you have any family and friends in Australia, now's your chance to – chance? Sorry. Now's your chance. Sorry, I went into Australian mode. Um, you know, when you live right, there – Right, no, do it with the Australian accent. That's yeah, absolutely no, no, fine. No, no. I'm going to rip when, you off in a moment no, anyway. So, wait, You know, when you live in Australia, they don't understand you if you say chance. And, and I once phoned the video shop in the olden days, and I asked for um, – blast from the past <laughs> and there was no <laughs> way that anybody could understand you know with our r's so yeah. um, anyway it's your last chance to send parcels or, or it's not your last chance this is your second chance to send parcels to australia because Qantas will be having another repatriation flight because you know at the mm-hmm. moment people can't really send to australia it's cut off um mm. and and the last repatriation flight they had which was earlier this month nearly one and a half thousand kilograms of stuff got sent from south africa to australia so wow. um so the, the post office says please get your stuff in by the 7th of september um and okay. and so you know maybe planning for christmas maybe now's the time to quickly send send stuff to oz um, okay, before before we go off the whole Oz thing, by the way, I know that um, you, I'm sure you're fairly aware of the fact that uh, we've got Arbor Week coming up, which is from the 1st to the 7th of uh, every year. Yes. And, um, you know, seeing as the Australians, a whole seven people went and complained a few years back um, to the international, I don't know if it's the Botanical Society or whatever, about the South Africans using the word acacia. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, fine. But what are we going to call these poor little acacia weavers and things? They're going to be so confused when you're suddenly told you can't have that name anymore. Anyway, so we do not have acacias apart from like the horrible wattle, which is the biggest problem. It's just like Australians. Sorry. No, I'm joking. I do (gasps) like Australians. Australians. Uh, yes, I know you live there, so there's a big difference. I mean, I'm South African and, and British, so you know, Aussies are the people that we fight against the most when it comes to rugby. But do you I'd know still what support happened? them over the British, though, which is weird. It is weird. 
right? <laughs> Since you are, your, your heritage is English. Um, but you know what happened, Mal? I was once sent to Australia to do a story on the rugby. Um, yeah. it, was when, it was when it was first uh, invented. I forget what it's called now, Tri-Nations or something. And I had yeah. to go do a story. And do you know that I really battled in Australia to find people who even knew anything about rugby? The majority of Australians are not rugby people. They're Aussie, yeah, they're Aussie rules. Exactly, yeah, exactly. So this big hatred is kind of in our minds. Mm, yeah, <laughs> no. Well, as I said, you know, I, I like the Aussie players. Um, the All Blacks are fantastic. But let's going back to trees. Yes, okay. I just wanted to let people, please plant a tree. Okay, I'm just begging you, please plant a tree. And there are certain trees that you can plant that won't be um, annihilated by shot hole borer. Johannesburg is going to lose, like they reckon, upwards of a million trees. Um, not only just to the shot hole borer, but I think we've discussed before the fact that the jacarandas are coming to the end of their lifespans yeah, as well. Yeah. So with the trees of the year, and I find this quite interesting. I mean, okay, because we're talking about acacia, but it's not actually an acacia. It's called Vichelia now, Vichelia caru, which is a sweet thorn. Oh, as we knew the sweet thorn acacia, we won't go there. Um, <laughs> you just is, did go there. <laughs> yeah. um, is one of the ones that they that you can plant. With, I mean, these are all indigenous trees, so every year they have the trees of the year, and that's the common tree of the year. But the uncommon tree of the year, and it's not something I would have thought was a tree, and or uncommon, seeing as everybody's growing it now, is speckworm. Oh really? Yeah, not uncommon yeah. at all. It's like become the, the most famous the bacon thing in tree. Yeah. <laughs> so those, I mean, you know, I've always said to people, if there's one plant that you can plant at home, plant a speckworm because you can eat it. It cleans the air. It's a carbon scrubber. You can have it inside in the in bedroom, and it, it keeps on giving off oxygen at night as well. So I mean, it's one of the best kind of plants yeah. to put out there. So I think the specky thing is going to keep going for a while. Brilliant. Hey, I always get worried putting plants in my room. In case there's like bugs or, or something. I remember somebody once saying it in a hospital that, have you ever heard that? Well, you know, it's usually that they don't like to have plants in, in bedrooms because at night, most of them change around where they also then start emitting carbon dioxide at night and they use up the oxygen. Uh, but that's why the speckworm and mother-in-law's tongue and a couple of other plants actually don't do that. They stay producing oxygen the whole way through the night and cleaning out the air. Fantastic. So those kind of plants are actually not bad. Oh, but I mean, know. just... Just look after your plants if you have them inside. It's quite easy. But I know that at Brixton, <laughs> Brixton Cemetery on Arbor Day, um, the actual Arbor Day on the 1st of September, they're, they're planting 2,000 indigenous trees, which it, is fantastic. That's so brilliant. And yeah, because they've gone through a lot lately with vandalism and everything. So they really are just turning things around. And, and mm. they also said that they are making a green fence or something. What does mm -hmm. that mean? Does that mean a hedge or is there. Or does it mean it's Basically. made of wood? Or what, what is a green fence? Because the whole press release… A green release, fence would be a… It's like a hedge, yeah. <laughs> do you think it's a hedge? Yes. Oh, but, um, it's a nice. It's a nice way of putting it, though. A green fence. <laughs> no, I, I like that. I like, I like hedge because it sounds like nature. Yeah. Well, keep everything corralled. Good fences make good, for good neighbours. There we go. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going back a bit again, some more news um, yeah. for expats who say um, Ramaphosa's meeting with the Berlin Chancellor. Hmm? He, what is that about? He is. I think he sets off um, today and, hmm? um, and it's a two-day thingy. 
where they'll be talking about better ways to do business in South Africa, uh, in Africa, the whole of Africa, and more ways to get investment to Africa, of which I think tip number one would be get rid of corruption, even though there's corruption all over the world. But yeah, it's going to be about about getting more investment. And he has a very Mm -hmm. good relationship with her and he will be meeting with her on his own as well, as well as being part of this conference. So it's, it's really great. And he's been invited by her and the two of them will be hosting the two days. So for German expats, look out for, or expats in Germany, look out for President Ramaphosa. I think he, he makes us proud. Yeah, and then other people can look out for Elon Musk if he's not flying through the sky at speed. What, what, what's he going on about his Tesla bot now? Yeah, it's kind of weird. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting a little bit annoyed with him, you know. <laughs> You're annoyed with everyone today except the trees. <laughs> um, but but um, it's so funny, you know, I was thinking about something just off topic here. Is I remember Gordon Mulholland once saying that you are, are one of those chocolates that's very hard on the inside and soft on the in, hard on the outside <laughs> and soft on the inside, and that I was the opposite. <laughs> that, that we, we were good together. Um, the late great Gordon Mulholland. Oh, Gosh, he was a he wonderful was so man. Much. Do you know that he once flew? I think I was with you, and I wanted to fly with you, and so he took my ticket and pretended to be Jamie Baxter so that I could be Gordon <laughs> Mulholland. Um, how, oh, that's just so sweet. So, what, so back what to Elon Musk. Uh, Elon, <laughs> yes. So, so Elon used to say, I don't know if you remember, like a, even last year, recently, you know, uh, about artificial intelligence and these robots being really dangerous mm-hmm. because they got in the wrong hands or if they even took over themselves, like, you know, if you couldn't turn them off kind of thing, what they could do. But now he's announced that he is um, – his company, a robot. Yeah, next year, a humanoid robot. He's a he's a he's oh, a no. robot. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he um, it's a it's a humanoid robot called the Tesla Bot, and it will do dangerous, repetitive, and boring jobs for you. I think it can lift 150 pounds or something. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bit it's a bit strange, but maybe maybe he's got a way of creating them so that they can't take over the world. So, okay. like Terminator. Yeah. Because that's what he West used to World, warn. Westworld, here we be, come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and what else have we got? Um, the local good news. Um, 100 animals safely translocated to Mozambique. Yes, that's all from, from the Kruger National Park, which, you know, it just mm-hmm. seems like odd. What are we doing moving these animals around? But um, it's, it's all part of restocking and rebuilding the Great Limpopo Transfrontier Conservation Area. So it's, it's mm-hmm. really nice to see how much South African, you know, Barbara Creasy, the environmental department, that they actually are caring about the conservation of animals and not sort of, but this is South Africa and this is the Kruger and we own it. Do, do you know what mm, I mean? Mm, I, I mm. love this forward thinking that's going on. And I think we've already sent about 700 animals there. So it's, it's been very successful. There was a cute video. I thought it was a little bit sad, you know, sound of the times, but most people found it hilarious, which was um, a monkey that picked up. Putting a- on a mask. Yes. And he knew exactly how to put it on. Except he put it over his eyes as well. So I was just thinking, didn't Cyril do that? (laughs) They were obviously watching a family meeting. They were watching it, yeah, Yeah. watching a family meeting. That was very, very sweet. Prince Harry, what's this $1 million? Is he giving it to a charity? Yes. You know his charity that he co-founded in Lesotho, the Mm. Centre Bala 
a charity for um, children. He announced that he's got this memoir coming out next year, multi-million dollar um, contract, and mm-hmm. he's giving one million to the Lesotho charity. He announced at a there was a fundraising polo tournament in America last week, and and he made a surprise appearance and announced it. Mm-hmm. And he'll be giving away, he said, a lot more to other charities as well. But that's great. Fantastic. That's great for the children. And then just a, a shout out, you know, we, we, we got contacted by Captured in Africa, um, but there are so many. We've spoken about this before. That they, they do safaris. They do luxury safaris normally for foreigners. But, you know, mm. right now with people battling to get into South Africa with, you know, various issues at the moment, um, prices have been radically dropped. I think even the Mount Nelson Hotel in Cape Town at the moment has some amazing deals on. So if there's any, you know, bucket list place you've ever thought of that you want to go to in South Africa or even in Africa, a luxury safari, now is the time. It's never been cheaper. And you'll be supporting (laughs) South African business. That's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, I mean so I everybody I know who's – everybody who can is getting out to the bush as much as possible. I think we're tired of being in cities, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And why not? I mean, we've got it right at our doorstep. We really should be doing it as much as possible. Anyway, what have we got coming up? Because we're raging through all of this <laughs> stuff. <laughs> um, coming up is – well, we'll just be focusing on the Paralympics. Some um, mm-hmm. Hopefully some great stories to come out of there. Uh, they had the opening ceremony and KG, you know, our wheelchair tennis champ yes. and um, Charles de Toy were just amazing. And, and it was just so nice as well to see Mr. Price Sports and Falcon Shoes sponsoring all the Paralympic team as well. They just, they just look mm. gorgeous, gorgeous. So good luck to all of them. And then we have a really touching story of a, a, a groom in KwaZulu-Natal and the gesture he made when marrying when getting married last weekend to his stepdaughter. A a really beautiful story. Okay. (laughs) Right. Okay. I'll have a look at that one. All right. So there we go. There's lots of good news and some interesting news as well, of course, on sapeople.com. So don't forget you can find it under that address if you just go and Google it or put it into the taskbar, um, otherwise on Facebook. And, of course, don't forget you can share your stories as well. Beautiful pictures. I mean, we always got wonderful shots coming up here, there, and everywhere. And um, hopefully, yeah, we'll, we'll get it going even bigger around the world. And if you're from overseas and you're listening in, please, we'd like to hear your stories as, as well. So, Jenny, let's go forth and multiply these South Africa, <laughs> the Safa way of thinking. All right, and, and we'll keep our fingers crossed for the next rugby as well and see who comes off better. <laughs> we'll see you again next week. Everybody take care and goodbye. Thanks, Mel. Bye. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.